You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And this week, we're going to bring you the audio of a video update that our CEO, Colin Woodall, uh, released on Sunday evening. Um, it goes through all of the things that NCBA has been working on the past couple of weeks in the, in the wake of the coronavirus crisis. Um, and frankly, it, it does a better job of any sort of back and forth interview that we might try to reconstruct. So without further ado, here is Colin's update from Sunday evening. Since the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association has been at the forefront of the response on behalf of our membership. We began that response by looking at the overall integrity of the supply chain. We know that we have to keep cattle moving and we have to keep beef moving to the consumer. We learned some very valuable lessons last summer after the packing plant fire in Kansas. We can't afford for a packing plant or plants to go down or slow down because we know that's going to make the market situation that we're in even worse. We also have to make sure that we're moving beef to the consumer. A lot of empty shelves right now and we need to send a very clear message that there is not a beef shortage. We did that by working directly with the packers to get assurances from them that they were going to maintain operations throughout this crisis, and that they had contingency plans in place in case they begin to see sick workers. We've maintained contact with the packers and they continue to operate much as they have committed. But that's only one part of the story. We also needed to make sure that the United States Department of Agriculture was equally as committed to keep the graders from the Agricultural Marketing Service in the plants and the inspectors from the Food Safety and Inspection Service. We've talked directly with the undersecretaries of food safety and marketing regulatory programs to coordinate and to make sure that that commitment remains. They are working directly with the Centers for Disease Control, CDC, and the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, so that way all agencies are committed to the overall role that we play in the food security of the United States. We will continue to test those limits as we see this virus spread into rural America. But again, the commitment is there to make sure that we can continue to operate. We then made our effort more towards other issues that will also have a direct impact on us as cattle producers. We worked with the Department of Transportation to make sure that we could get a waiver from hours of service to keep truck drivers on the road longer in order to get those cattle to market and get that beef back into the retail shelves. Department of Transportation granted that, and now we have turned our efforts to seeing what we can do to increase the weights that the trucks can carry. We had language included in the CARES Act, which is the COVID Stimulus Act that Congress passed and the President signed last week, that allows more flexibility for the governors to help with that effort. And we have a coalition of agriculture groups that are doing more to ensure that we can get those weights increased. But we also needed to make sure that those truck drivers had a place to stop. We started seeing reports that truck stops were closing or shutting down to only fuel operations. These drivers need a place to rest, to make a pit stop, to use the restroom, to grab something to eat. And so after we started to hear those issues, we again worked with the Department of Homeland Security and Department of Transportation to make sure that there was a commitment that they also be considered part of the critical infrastructure of the United States. That has helped keep the trucks on the road, to keep the supply chain moving. And so far, we're very proud of the commitment from cattle haulers and from product haulers across the country in working the long hours they need to keep the shelves full. This issue of 
critical infrastructure and the essential need of agriculture has also been an area where NCBA has engaged with the White House and the Department of Homeland Security to make sure that all facets of the beef supply are considered essential. And we've made sure that we have prepared letters and affidavits to be able to be used by our members and their employees in states where we have seen shelter in place or stay-at-home orders issued, doing everything we can so in case somebody is stopped or detained, they have the supporting information to show that their role is critical in keeping Americans fed during this crisis. We've worked very closely with the White House, and they have been very responsive to all of our requests from multiple agencies, including the Environmental Protection Agency, where we asked them to stand down on scheduled inspections. One, so that way we don't have yet another transmission uh, vector or uh, area for uh, transmission of COVID-19, but also to make sure that we can continue to do everything we can to get cattle in and out of the supply chain. They have complied and have issued a temporary order making sure that those inspections are discretionary. So we're helpful that even in this crisis the EPA has done its part to help us make sure that we can put beef on the table. We've also worked with USDA and the Department of Labor to ensure that there's flexibility in the guest worker programs. We have to make sure that the workers on farms and ranches and feedlots and packing plants can stay in this country and we've been able to achieve that as well. We've also worked very closely with Congress throughout their consideration of the CARES Act. Many things in that act that we are proud of. One is flexibility on loans. We know that in our work with the Farm Service Agency, FSA at USDA, that we are seeing more flexibility on loan applications and in the execution of loans. There were more provisions included in the CARES Act that will help with that, and we will continue to work with lenders across the country to make sure that they are being flexible in this time of need. We've also been working with Congress and the IRS through the CARES Act on some additional flexibility on taxes, and we were able to get some provisions included in the bill that helped with net operating losses and also on interest deductions. But probably the biggest win is the inclusion of money earmarked specifically for a stimulus program for the cattle industry. Now there's been a lot of questions as to why we need that, but we have seen some significant market impacts through this and the grassroots members of this association and the leadership and our state affiliates got together and made the decision that we needed to go in and also ask to be a part of this very important program. USDA is working to craft that program, and we are working with them to find the best way to ensure that there is equitable distribution of these funds across all segments of the producer community. Not the packers, the producers. More to come over the next couple of weeks as this program is put together, but we have made it very clear to USDA that we want them to work quickly to get these payments out. We know that the market meltdown is top of mind to cattle producers across the country. And everybody is looking for someone to blame. They're also looking for an explanation of what we have seen. There's not a whole lot of explanation that in a lot of cases makes sense right now. And that's given what we have seen globally in all financial markets. The panic of this pandemic has sent those markets crashing. We've experienced that here in the United States and the commodity markets are no different. They went down when the fundamentals we're telling us a much different story. They went down because of that panic. 
Regardless, we have continued to engage with the CME group to ensure that they make no additional changes to the live or feeder cattle contracts, which would make this situation even worse than it currently is. We also have outreach to all the commissioners of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission to make sure they are doing their job on oversight. We know that Secretary Perdue has also been a part of that discussion with CFTC Chairman Tarbert, and they are working together to ensure that that oversight is taking place. It is clear that the COVID-19 crisis has had a direct negative economic impact on the producer sectors of our industry. That is why I have made personal phone calls to each of the top four packers, and I was firm in laying out my expectations that they be active in the market and aggressive in their bidding. I followed up each of those phone calls with a letter, very clearly stating in writing what those expectations were. I have followed up with additional phone calls as well. Now, I know many of you watching this don't believe the Packers have done near enough, but I think if you step back and you look at what we saw in the market this week, it's very clear that they listened to us. We're not done with this discussion though. We still have much more to get through, and I will continue to have those conversations with the Packers to make sure that the additional money that they are getting from boxed beef eventually makes it back down to the producers because we need them to keep operating, but they also need us to keep operating. And we need to make sure that all segments of this industry are financially healthy if we're going to make it through this crisis and beyond. It's also important to note that Secretary Perdue is also watching the Packers very closely, and he's made that clear. So all eyes are on the Packers, and we have been very firm in what our expectations are, and we will continue to hold them accountable. Now is not the time for a Packer war. Now is the time to make sure that we are getting cattle processed, getting beef into the consumer's hands. Will there be time to have a discussion about where we stand with cattle marketing? Absolutely. Once we get over this hump, that's exactly what we're going to do. NCBA has put in place a cattle marketing working group that had its first meeting right before this crisis actually broke. They are going to continue to take notes throughout this, gather input, and be able to use this to have a conversation about how we market cattle across the board. We want all of you to be able to provide us impact, input on that, and this will be a hot topic during our summer business meeting. So the issue is not being ignored. The issue is not being uh, set aside, but we are trying to get through this crisis without a packing plant going down. And that's why we continue to work with these packers, all the while asking them to continue their efforts to provide a little support to the producer community. There will be more to come as we have additional conversations and take next steps on how we can possibly change the way we market cattle in the United States. It hasn't all been bad news though. We have seen unbelievable demand for our product in the retail outlets. We have received photographs from grocery stores across the country where the meat cases have been empty. We have a time of crisis, and in times of crises, individuals, Americans, want a little comfort, and they want a little security. And what we have found is when it comes to comfort and security, they want beef to provide that. So that's provided us a great opportunity in our role as a contractor of the Beef Checkoff to provide them recipes, to provide them online cooking classes, so that way in this time of comfort or need that they can truly find all that comfort that they're looking for through a high-quality eating experience of our great beef. 
We will continue to do that. We will also continue to work with the food service partners of ours to try to get them through this hump. And part of that has been working to make sure that product that they have on hand is getting rerouted to retail establishments. We've had a lot of success in trying to provide the connections in order to make that happen. What's also been interesting to note is with many of these photographs of empty meat cases, right next to it is a case full of Beyond Beef and alternative or fake meats. That should be a great ego boost to all of us as we too are looking for a little comfort and certainty in this time of need. As we look at this virus and its continued outbreak in rural America, I'm afraid that it's going to get worse before it gets better for us. But NCBA will continue to be here every single day working with all segments of this industry to ensure that our response is one that helps us get through it. And once it is done, we will take the opportunity to review what happened and see what changes we can make in order to keep our industry strong moving forward. We appreciate you as members of this association. And always, if you have any sort of questions, you can go to our website where you can find all of the information and documents that we have put in place in regards to our response and a way to contact us as well. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and be sure to wash your hands. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef, keep the beef moving, stay safe, stay healthy, Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef for the latest updates. Thanks for listening.